the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. With a 2.30 deadline looming now for Brett Kavanaugh's accuser to come forward and decide whether or not she wants to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee, Vice President Mike Pence, meanwhile, defending the president's selection for the U.S. Supreme Court at the Values Voters Summit here in Washington. The president and I are confident the Senate Republicans will manage this confirmation properly with the utmost respect for all concerned. And I believe that Judge Brett Kavanaugh will soon be Justice Brett Kavanaugh and take his seat on the Supreme Court of the United States. President Trump campaigning for the GOP Senate candidate in Missouri yesterday said incumbent Senator Claire McCaskill would vote against his agenda on a regular basis and also against all of his judicial nominees supporting liberals instead. He also boasted about his accomplishments, especially on the economy. This is SRN News. Eric Metaxas can't explain what's coming from the mainstream media. If it were a private directive to Sessions, maybe you have something to talk about. But this is a public tweet to millions of people to read. And they are actually talking about it seriously as though it might constitute obstruction of justice. This is above the fold in the headline. The Eric Metaxas Show, overnights at 3 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280 The Patriot, Intelligent Radio, just past 1 o'clock, which means it's time to make weekend radio great again. It's the Narn headliner, Mitch Berg, coming up next. Just a reminder to download the AM 1280 The Patriot mobile app today so you can listen to your favorite programs wherever you are. Faster loading, more social media links to stay connected to your favorite station anytime, anywhere. Here's a look at your weather for today. Sunny and a high of 64. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dingy, dismal institutional blue, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, uh, don't call me, hey you, call me Mitch, Mr. Berg, if you're nasty. Uh, let's see, where were we at? Oh yeah, a huge show going on today. This is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and again, as usual on days like today before an election, I need four hours on the air. Fortunately, there will be two hours coming up tomorrow here on AM 1280 The Patriot with Brad Carlson from 1 to 3. He'll help. But I get don't get to do the talking, so it's not quite the same. Anyway, it still is great. Make sure you tune in the whole Northern Alliance lineup. Myself, one to three Saturdays. Brad, one to three Sundays. And, of course, over on our sister station, uh, Business Radio 1440, 
uh, King Banyan, our good friend over on The Businessman, uh, does the best show in America, Ergo the World on Economics, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11. That's on the 1440. Anyway, we've got a huge show coming up today. We're going to have Attorney General Candidate Doug Wardlow joining us in a bit here, whenever he gets in from his previous campaign event. And uh, he may be here in the next half hour or so, hopefully. We're going to talk about his performance and and that of his opponent, Keith Ellison, in the NPR, the TPT, a public TV almanac debate last night. And if you didn't see that, you should have. Uh, I'm starting to think... uh, I root for the Republican pretty much all the time. There's not many Republicans I don't get out there and support. Part of that because it's my job. I'm an elected officer in the GOP here in Minnesota. I'm a precinct chairman. I have been a past officer. I also do that because while a lot of Republicans I will disagree with on a lot of issues, the GOP is the party that matches what I want, or at least is pulling in vaguely the same direction on the vast, vast, vast majority of issues. And as wrong as any Republican may be, on any given issue, issue, to my point of view, they're still not as far off as any Democrat that I, I know on, at least near where I live, uh, in the metro, on any issue. So there is that. That being said, Keith Ellison did not have a great performance last night. And I'm starting to think, notwithstanding the fact that I pretty much always support the Republican in these races, I think think Keith Ellison has a, has a good shot of losing this thing. Uh, let me say this. These constitutional officer races, like Attorney General, Secretary of State, uh, State Auditor, they tend to give the incumbent a huge advantage because most people don't know or care about what the office is supposed to mean, what it's supposed to do, why it exists. Most people don't pay that much attention to them. So being an incumbent counts for a lot. And the fact is that Keith Ellison... The fact that Keith Ellison decided to leave Congress <laughs> for what reason and to jump into the attorney general's race for what reason, I don't know, has been like Christmas in September for Doug Wardlow. The guy is just a big pinata of issues waiting to be smacked at. And we're going to be talking with Doug Wardlow about that and about, frankly, Doug's excellent performance in the debate last night. Uh, there's a few things I'd quibble with him about, uh, but what the heck? You only do you only get one first take on live TV, so he did very, very, very well. And we'll be talking with him about that as soon as he gets here from his previous event. Anyway, there's one story that isn't about the state elections, about the statewide elections coming up here and the, the Senate election coming up shortly that I wanted to make sure I got to today because this one just came jumping out of the, my browser at me this last week. I'm going to read you an article from the City Pages. Uh, and it's an article about uh, the local restaurant industry. Uh, and it's written by a fellow named Aaron Rupar. Now, I'm just going to read the article here and, and throw this out there for your consideration. <clears throat> and I quote, Though restaurants like the River Oasis Cafe in Stillwater and the Blue Plate family of restaurants have made no secret about not being fans of Minnesota's first minimum wage increase uh, in nearly a decade, one downtown Minneapolis restaurant has embraced it. Pat Forcia, the marketing director for Hell's Kitchen, tells us management and ownership at his restaurant, quote, strongly supported the minimum wage increase. Forcia says Hell's Kitchen has 146 employees. Only servers make the minimum wage, but nonetheless, as a, quote, large company under the law, company of over, I think it's 100 people, the increase from 6 15 to $8 for servers will cost the restaurant, quote, 
a little more than $50,000 a year. Quote, and I'm quoting Pat Forcia here, one aspect of the minimum wage debate that we find particularly hypocritical is that I don't remember any instances in which a restaurant senior management team or owners specifically told their customers they were implementing a price increase so they could raise their own salaries, Forcia writes in an email. I don't know of any restaurant that has listed that line item in their receipts. This appears to be only happening when it involves minimum wage employees. Nonetheless, well, let me stop right there. First of all, if you pay attention to the news and you have for some years now, two things are jumping out at you. Number one, Pat Forcia. That's a blast from the past to some of you of a certain age. Pat Forcia, yes, longtime Democrat operative. I think he may have been a candidate. He's certainly been a flack for a lot of Democrats, possibly moderate Republicans over the years. Anyway, he is aligned with the left in the Twin Cities, and and he's he's probably been outflanked to the left by today's Minnesota DFL, but no one's ever mistaken him for a conservative or Republican, or notwithstanding his title or one-time title, uh, as a businessman. Okay. He was the director of marketing for Hell's Kitchen Restaurant uh, at one point. And that one point, in this case, is 2014, when this article by the departed Aaron Rupert, he's, he's still alive, he's just working in D.C., he's not in the, the, the uh, alt-left media business anymore. Uh, this article uh, came out in, uh, in 2014, and at this point, the marketing director for Hell's Kitchen Restaurant in downtown Minneapolis said, yeah. We support that minimum wage. Now, this is at a time, 2014, where some of you may recall, this was a fun time here on the Narn, because this was back when the minimum wage debate was raging throughout Minnesota and statewide. Virtue signaling DFL politicians were uh, making great hay about the fact they wanted to drive the minimum wage up to, in the case of Minneapolis and St. Paul, 15 bucks an hour. And we had a memorable day uh, around that time because the River Oasis Cafe in Stillwater uh, w- had the temerity to post a, a a note on their receipt saying, we're adding a 35-cent fee just to help cover the price of the minimum wage hike. And as we, by the way, we had the owners of that restaurant on about this time four years ago, and they said, yeah, no, I mean, we're at a competitive disadvantage because we have to pay our servers now eight bucks an hour. Across the river in Wisconsin, restaurants have to pay their servers 2 bucks an hour against a tip credit. I mean, the minimum wage is whatever it was in Holton at the time, or Hudson, or any place along the uh, the Wisconsin side of the St. Croix. But they had the the, the advantage of, of having a tip credit, meaning you take the first couple bucks of your tips against your wage, and so you can get paid less. And, of course, in a in a restaurant in a booming tourist town, uh, there's nothing say, saying a, a good wait staff at a restaurant with decent – or cafe or coffee shop, for that matter, with decent traffic can't make 15, 20, 30, sometimes more per hour. I mean, when Tom Emmer back in 2010 said he knew of wait staff at bars – in some of the cha-cha districts of downtown St. Paul and Minneapolis, making into six figures, well, there are. <laughs> they do. If you're at a, if you're a, a waiter or waitress or bartender at an establishment that that has worked their way up to be able to to do, apply those trades at establishments uh, with significant income, uh, significant traffic and a and a fairly well-heeled clientele that doesn't mind tipping. 
Yeah, you can make six figures. Some of the big steakhouses downtown, there's wait staff that make beyond, not beyond six figures, but into the $200,000 range. It's people who make a small company CEO salary as a, as a wait staff, if you're really good at it and you get hired by a really good joint. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, we, we, we talked about this four years ago, and uh, Pat Forcia, of course, Democrat operative, showing that there's nothing about being a Democrat that indicates one has the faintest clue about economics. Anyway, uh, the article went on to say, nonetheless, and I quote, Forcia acknowledges that Hell's Kitchen's upper management understands concerns that smaller restaurants have, quote, but we feel strongly about the increase being the right thing to do, Forcia says. The dollar amount we're talking about is still modest. It's overdue, and it's not really enough, but it's an important first step. Fast forward ahead. (laughs) And I hate to say I don't want to indulge in schadenfreude. I really don't. I hate it. I hate it. But I'm going to do it. This past week, an article came out in the Star Tribune uh, focusing on the staff and the management at Hell's Kitchen. And the tune, I won't say the tune has changed. Some of the personalities have changed. But the tune has not. But yet you can read between the lines and see something has uh, something has gone slightly awry along the way. Uh, article came out saying, How Hell's Kitchen Recovered from a Near-Death Experience. On the day after Labor Day, the downtown... By the way, let me just clarify this. For those of you who are saying it's sour grapes because it's a restaurant burned by a bunch of Minneapolis liberals, well, it is that. But on the other hand, they're... Uh, I love the place. I've been there a number of times. My brother and I meet there for brunch periodically. Uh, great food, fun service, interesting atmosphere, long lines, but that's when you know you're dealing with a good restaurant, generally speaking. But, no, I love the place. I've got nothing against them. I hope they live long and prosper, their politics notwithstanding. Because being a conservative, politics aren't everything in my life. <laughs> anyway, they had a near-death experience, according to the Star Tribune. Uh, unknown to diners who crowd Hell's Kitchen for lemon ricotta hotcakes, yum, uh, juicy Lucifer burgers and homemade peanut butter, the restaurant teetered on the edge of profitability at this time a year ago. The owner called top managers Kirsty Granberg and Jessica Cram to her house in late August last year, something she'd never done before. Quote, I was saddled with worry and thought I would be getting fired said Granberg, uh, that she thought she called thinking, quote, instead, Jurtis laid out the situation. The restaurant's profit margin had fallen from 2.7% in July of 2017 and 1.1% in August, and she asked him to lead changes to bring it back. Granberg put her head in her hands in relief. We were crying tears of joy, she said. There was always a part of us thought that we thought that would get these ideas. We felt stifled a little bit. This opened up the opportunity. Now, let's connect the dots and talk about what a difference four years of virtual signaling, uh, virtue signaling, <laughs> makes in the life of a downtown Minneapolis restaurant on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. I see them looking. I make them want me. I like to tease them. They want to touch me. 
Join Center of the American Experiment at the 2018 Fall Briefing, featuring one of the nation's most distinguished defenders of individual rights, Alan Dershowitz. Dershowitz will share thoughtful analysis of freedom of speech in an era of increasingly divisive and hostile political rhetoric. The Fall Briefing will be held October 1st at 7 p.m. at the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts in St. Paul. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit AmericanExperiment.org. That's AmericanExperiment.org. Business owners, how important are your computer systems to your daily business? That's what I thought. Don't let unexpected issues like computer malware or viruses stop your productivity. Locally owned and operated, Superior Managed IT has been providing IT support to small and mid-sized companies for over 25 years. Don't wait. Partner with Superior Managed IT so you can concentrate on running your business. Contact Superior today for your free, no-obligation consult. Go to SuperiorManagedIT.com. That's SuperiorManagedIT.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551. 800-607-3551. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200 300 or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code RADIO20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to read your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com. That's go. Pestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. AM 1280, The Patriot. 651-289-4488. History never repeats, it just gets more interesting. Oh no. Talking about an article that came out this past week. In the Star Tribune, talking about how Hell's Kitchen, the popular downtown Minneapolis eatery, uh, has brought itself back from a near-death experience. I'm just performing my service as a human wayback machine uh, to go back to a time four years ago when the minimum wage debate was hot in the press, and their director of marketing, Pat Forcia, 
was sounding off and basically virtue signaling about how important it was to Hell's Kitchen that the minimum wage raised. Now, Brad Carlson, who is on the air here every Sunday from 1 to 3, as frequently as the case, is is the trivia machine he is, uh, messages me to say that Pat Forcia was Paul Wellstone's campaign guy for many, many years and points out, yeah, the, do you recall when uh, Wellstone didn't provide workers' comp to staffers that were killed in his plane crash? Huh. I'm going to guess he uh, wasn't paying uh, especially much better than minimum wage to the, the, his foot soldiers either back then. Interesting, as always, to see the two sides of the, of the mouth out of which pretty much every Democrat seems to talk, especially on economic matters. Anyway, we, we referred to an article uh, in the City Pages four years ago by <clears throat> Aaron Rupar, in which Pat Forcia signaled Hell's Kitchen's virtue about the minimum wage. Past, fast forward to four years. Uh, the ownership is talking about how they brought Hell's Kitchen back from the brink of extinction. Uh, and I quote the article from the Star Tribune this past week. Like many owners, they concentrated more on hospitality and food than on the business. Quote, I used to go for months without looking at financials, said owner Jurtis, which <laughs> kind of confirms the stereotype I think a lot of us conservatives especially business people have about liberals running business uh, businesses. I mean, you'll get a business that brings in lots and lots of money that has a pretty thriving top line, as Hell's Kitchen most certainly does. I mean, you can wait 40 minutes for a seat there on a Sunday morning during uh, peak brunch time. Yes, all the hipsters today do brunch on Sundays. It's their thing. Uh, going months without looking at financials. It's a common mistake, industry analysts say. I'm quoting the Star Tribune again. And hard to correct because the easy fix of raising menu prices is unappealing, uh, obviously. Anyway, going on to quote the article, Hell's Kitchen produces about $8 million in annual revenue. Experience had taught uh, owner Jurtis that restaurants shoot for 10% profit after spending 30% of sales on food, 30% on labor, 30% on rent, and, uh, and, and other fixed facility expenses like that. And so that's, they're shooting for 10% margin and 5% is actually pretty decent in the restaurant business. That's, if, you, if you're getting 5%, you're okay. If you're getting 10%, you're a rock star. Now, recall from the first segment, Hell's Kitchen had dropped from 2.7% a year and a half ago down to 1.1% a year and a half ago and heading down. Well, anyway, they they tightened the belt and they they got rid of some more labor intensive, less cost effective recipes. And of course, here's the part that's interesting. They uh tightened the belt on staff as well. Uh coining the Star Tribune article, which you have to go about two thirds of the way down to get to it, by the way. The restaurant staff of hundred and eighty was trimmed to hundred and sixty, chiefly through attrition. And then by adjusting start times to better match the flow of customers, producing a wage savings of 170000 bucks. Now, I'll give him this much. I'm sure the cuts were, in fact, through attrition because the restaurant industry does have a famously high turnover. I mean, try, especially if the economy's good at all, remotely decent, uh, the restaurant industry does have a high turnover. People don't want to stay in kitchens forever unless they've got ambitions to be a cook, a chef, uh, I mean, to move up in the industry. And by the way, 
when you're in a business, working for a business that's in the middle of frantically slashing expenses and trying to keep the business from imminent economic ruin, yeah, that causes some turnover too. I mean, show of hands, anybody in the house who's started uh, dusting off the resume when the company starts giving off that sweet smell of desperation? I'm waving my hand like a helicopter about ready to pull pitch here, folks. I've done that myself, Uh, radio stations and software businesses. But let's break the story's numbers down. 170 grand in wages is the equivalent of 11 part-time 20-hour-a-week jobs at the new city of Minneapolis, $15 an hour minimum wage. That's 11 half-time jobs, or do the math, five-and-a-half full-time jobs that don't exist anymore at one restaurant. And... That's a restaurant that, quote, had a near-death experience, but has, for now, managed to pull through. And by the way, I just think it's amazing that that the article noted the fact that restaurants are dropping like flies, including, uh, they said it almost in in as many words, the the, the Ward 6 restaurant in St. Paul. Wonderful place, by the way, up on Payne Avenue. Was one of the signs that Payne Avenue might just, might just, might just be starting to uh, recover, and they l- left the business, leaving a note on their door saying, basically, yeah, all these new s- expenses that the city of St. Paul is piling on us is making it impossible to ever turn a profit, and they never connected the dots. They also pointed out, by the way, in the article that the owners looked at the closure last year of Rudolph's the venerable barbecue joint at uh, Hennepin and Franklin, Lindale and Franklin, off of Franklin, somewhere in Uptown. <laughs> and I haven't been there in a long time myself. But think about this. This is a restaurant that went into business in 1975 at the depths of the oil embargo, the Carter recession, survived the early 80s recession, survived the Twin Cities defense realignment in the late 80s and early 90s, unlike a lot of businesses and a lot of restaurants in the business. I mean, it was a, that was a wave of closures back then. It survived, uh, the recession in the early 2000s. It survived the 2007 recession with flying colors, but now it goes out of business along with a wave of other restaurants throughout both of the Twin Cities. At a time that's a great time to be a foodie in the Twin Cities. Anyway, the Star Tribune assures us that the owners saw they had a problem, although they hint at it in a few places. But at any rate, the bleeding has been stopped for now at the loss of 11 of the part-time jobs that for which the virtue signalers were cheering the rise, the hike in the minimum wages four years ago. 11 part-time jobs gone at one restaurant, and that's a restaurant that stayed in business. So underneath all of Pat Forcia's happy talk from four years ago and the happy talk that the managers are giving us now, uh, what's happening is, what? I don't want to see the same hands out there every time, folks. You're seeing exactly what conservatives, business people, entrepreneurs, uh, me, anyone who passed Economics 101 said would happen. The Minneapolis City Council's wage and benefits laws are not just killing businesses. They're killing jobs for the people that supposedly are going to benefit from them. Now, of course, 
the, the virtue signaling hamsters on both the Twin Cities city councils and the bureaucrats who work for them. They don't have to work on restaurants to make a living. I mean, the industry, there's always going to be someone else who wants to fill that space. By the way, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here because I don't think, while the article declared victory, uh, they're not done yet. Oh, no, siree. Uh, not only did uh, Jurtis point out that they've been shooting for, uh, it, by the way, about halfway, two-thirds of the way down the article, uh, they point out, uh, quote, when Jurtis took a look at what was happening in the summer 2017, realized spending at Hell's Kitchen was out of control, and <clears throat> the future would hold higher costs for health care and wages, she predicted costs would rise $250,000 over each of the next four years just to meet the city's new minimum wage law. So, $8 million in revenue, 1% margin, so that gives us, what, $80,000? Okay, they saved $170,000. That brings us up to about a quarter of a million dollars. We don't don't have a number as to exactly how far down they pushed the nut uh, in this story. Let's just do do the math in our heads and say $170,000 in wages. Let's just double that in other other savings uh, that they pointed out, like stopping with the homemade ketchup, which was so good, uh, and and the other expenses. Let's just say they saved themselves three hundred grand, three hundred fifty, getting themselves back up to almost five percent profitability. In four years, that's all gone, gone. And so, either they're going to have to radically increase their income somehow which means increasing their expenses to serve that increasing customer base or lose customers by increasing their prices, hitting their margin even further, or they're going to have to start cutting expenses even further. And when you start cutting expenses, when you're a cheechy, high-value restaurant where you're going for an experience at great food, and they deliver that, no question about it, what you're going to see is Yelp reviews starting to spiral down, customers starting to stay away. And eventually, and this is my prediction, and I hope I'm wrong because I love the restaurant, but eventually you're going to start to see the owners looking quietly for a buyer and looking for perhaps a way to get out of things quietly and with some dignity. And in the meantime, perhaps, I don't know, looking at Hell's Kitchen departing the business in five years. I hope I'm wrong. But just like today's news, you heard it here first. Northern Alliance, AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. Be right back. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Dennis Prager here asking, what's your investment guy saying about the stock market these days? What? You mean you don't have a guy? Everyone has a guy. You know, when you have a guy, you can say things like, well, my guy says blah, 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 and people listen. 
On the other hand, if you've had a guy who goes silent when the market fluctuates, my friend, it may be time to get yourself a new guy. Smart investors know that regardless of how the market performs, they need regular contact with their advisor. In the Twin Cities, the investment guy I recommend is Josh Arnold Investment Consultant. When you schedule your 48-minute review with Josh Arnold, you'll get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608 for a 48-minute complimentary investments and retirement plan review. A registered investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Markets fluctuate. Are you thinking of selling your home? Or are you a real estate agent who would like to sell your listings faster and for more money? If your property has a stained roof, dirty siding, or an ugly deck that needs a good cleaning, give Roof Shampoo a call. Hi, this is Chris with Roof Shampoo. We're your local licensed and insured exterior cleaning professionals. Roof Shampoo has been cleaning ugly exteriors for over 10 years. We have an A-plus rating and thousands of satisfied customers. It's been said that you never get a second chance to make a first impression. That's why staging the exterior of your home for sale is even more important than the interior. We use the safest, most effective cleaning system available. We won't harm your plants, trees, pets, or kids. Roof Shampoo will turn your dirty, dingy house into a top listing. Go to RoofShampooMN.com and see what we've done for homeowners just like you. While you're there, fill out an easy online estimate request form today. RoofShampooMN.com. That's RoofShampooMN.com. You don't have to wait until you see signs of trouble to start on the path of counseling. Family Innovations Clinics are warm, safe places set apart from the bustle of activity that distracts you from what really matters. They offer counseling for individuals, couples, children, and families. Let Family Innovations help guide you through life's challenges. Located throughout the Twin Cities, Alexandria, and western Wisconsin, each counselor carries the same mission, to be the beginning of something better in you, your family, and your relationships. Online at FamilyInnovations.com. AM 1280, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Last night, I was in a room in downtown St. Paul with, uh, I don't know, about 100 of my closest friends uh, watching, for the first time in many years, TPT Almanac. Uh, It was my pleasure to watch uh, the debate between uh, Keith Ellison and my next guest, Doug Wardlow, the GOP-endorsed candidate for Attorney General. And Doug, I have to say, uh, you carried yourself off really well. I'd have to say that if it were a boxing match, they'd have stopped at about 10 minutes in. Congratulations, Doug. Well, thank you very much, Mitch. Yeah, I really appreciate that. It's good to be on with you today. Great to have you here. The the points I think yesterday, first of all, let's, before we talk about the debate, let's talk about the Minnesota poll. You had probably the most mm-hmm. welcome news of any statewide Republican candidate tied at 41-41 with Keith Ellison uh, in the attorney general's race with uh, 14% undecided, which is a pretty astronomical number, I think, for a, for a constitutional office race. Given that the mm-hmm. Minnesota poll tends to handicap Democrats a few points anyway, how are you feeling about the polling at this point in the race? Well, things are feeling very good. I think it's a sign the race is neck and neck, and um, the enthusiasm is incredible all over the state. I've been to every corner of the state, uh, over 400 campaign stops so far, and everywhere I go, the crowds are increasing in size, and there's just more and more support. So everything is looking very good. I think we're on a very good path. 
I think so too, and if only because in the last seven or eight of these races that I've watched, twelve year, fourteen years I've been broadcasting on these races, the idea that that a significant number of Minnesotans know what the constitutional officers are, uh, it would have been a, a kind of a miracle. And now this race is front page news, and at least for you, for all the right reasons, I think. Uh, so let's let's talk about last night's debate, and and especially about your opponent Keith Ellison, because quite frankly, I think he he had an off night. Uh, a bad night. And I think the best point you were able to make, uh, Doug, is that he is, would seem to have a very hard time detaching his politics, especially given that he's the deputy chair of the DNC, from the office of attorney general. And I think that's one where he inflicted, with your help, a lot of self-inflicted mm-hmm. wounds on himself. Uh, let's talk about, about, uh, about Keith Ellison's politicization of the attorney general's office. Well, right. I mean, it's pretty remarkable that last night he said that he he saw no problem in maintaining his position as a deputy DNC chair and being the <laughs> attorney general of Minnesota. It's, it's really remarkable because you can't really have a more political role than deputy chair of of one of the, the, the two national parties, and yet the attorney general's office is supposed to be largely apolitical. And they're just not compatible. He is going to try to politicize the office. He wants the office in order to uh, join up with other Democrat attorneys general uh, and uh, bring lawsuits against the president. Uh, that's what he said in an interview on MSNBC, and uh, I think it was in June of 2018. And uh, it, it's very troubling. He will politicize the office even more than it already is politicized, because, of course, Lori Swanson has, has politicized it quite a bit already. Yeah, everything you disliked about Lori Swanson, I will say there was a few things on which I agreed with her. She was a great Second Amendment uh, 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 attorney general, one of the best in the country. And and losing that, I mean, we'll, we'll get all the bad of Lori Swanson plus losing all the good. One that I, mm-hmm. as I was sitting there over at the uh, the rival uh, last night watching uh, the debate, a lot of people said, well, when when the question turns to management experience, obviously you've you've done a uh, you you you've not spend your career has not called you to a lot of management positions keith ellison was talking about his quote management experience and what never came up was the fact that the, the nonprofit he managed uh was it community solutions i think mm-hmm. uh basically dissolved in a welter of convictions indictments and prison time for its various officers which keith ellison managed to leave the profit ju- uh, the nonprofit just ahead of if if that's management experience quite frankly i'll put john Gotti in that office first <laughs> Right, right. That's exactly the wrong kind of management experience. Uh, the fact is, Keith Ellison has. Well, there are just a lot of uh, troubling things about Keith Ellison's uh, experience in his past. You know, I was glad I was able to call him out on his support for cop killers. It's very, very troubling stuff, and he hasn't really been called out on that um, very much before, you know, at least live in person. And so, that, I think that was a good thing to do. And he really didn't have any good answers. You know, the fact that he has. You know, vocally supported by helping raise funds and speaking at rallies and in various ways, a number of people that just have killed police officers in cold blood. It's really remarkable and it's incredibly troubling. And so I'm glad that that, that was brought out last night. The, the one that, I, I mean, he, he made what on its surface was a perfectly legitimate point. He, he supports people's right to be innocent until proven guilty, which obviously is, is hot in the news these days as well. And, and I don't think any sane person argues with that. But with Sarah Jane Olson slash Kathleen Salai, he, he did went a little bit beyond calling for innocence to proven guilty. Uh, he, he led the Twin Cities progressive left's fundraising drive to, to, right. to fund her defense. They, they sent a million dollars to her defense, and, 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 and he sealed that envelope with a kiss for crying out loud. That's right. That's exactly what he did. And then in a speech at a fundraiser for Kathleen Salai, uh, slash Sarah Jane Olson, he 
you praised another a fugitive from justice who was convicted in the 70s of killing a police officer in New Jersey. Then this person escaped from prison. Asada Shakur is her name, and, and uh, fled to Cuba. And Keith Ellison, in that speech uh, in Minnesota here, he said that he was, he was hopeful that, that she would not be returned by Cuba to the United States and that yes. she could escape justice. It's really quite remarkable. Yes, and terrible. yeah, it, it's it's terrible. It's it's. I mean, people have the right to their opinion, but the idea that someone who actively supported and supports this sort of lawlessness uh, right, is, is on the FBI's most wanted terrorist list. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and this is not innocent until proven guilty. This is this is a matter of the, the, well, she hasn't stood trial yet, but there's probably very good reason for that that she fled to Cuba. Yeah, right. Absolutely, well, look, she did stand trial. She escaped from prison. Oh, that's right. In prison. That's so. right. It's not, she was <laughs> yeah. proven guilty. Absolutely, I forgot about your. Absolutely your... was, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. Oh man, so so this is. Now, I got the impression watching uh, Representative Ellison last night. He's just not used to debating people face to face. I mean, he, yeah, I the, the number of times he deflected to Democrat chanting points, I was starting to think, mm-hmm. man, did this guy do any prep for this thing? Is he? I, I could see him being arrogant enough to think that he could walk into a debate at TPT in front of, let's be mm-hmm. honest, the excellent Eric Esklo. Say what you will about reporters. Eric yeah. is no nonsense and a good, sharp guy. He yep. he, he called right. you on a couple of things, uh, at least early on in the debate as well here, where he said, yeah, I think he, he did a good job of it. Yeah, and it was very fair. Very fair. It, it yeah. was very fair. Exactly. That's the term I'm looking for here. I got the impression he didn't really have to bring an A. He didn't feel he have to bring, uh, he'd have to bring an A game to this debate. I mean, he showed yeah. up. He, sh- he almost didn't make the, the, the airtime, did he? Right, yeah, he he was uh, a little late, and and then uh, you know he did make it, but but yeah, it didn't seem like he brought his A game. It didn't seem like he prepared a lot. Uh, you know, he's run, he's used to running in his uh, you know fifth congressional district there, and that's a very different political uh, makeup than than the state of Minnesota as a whole. And so uh, he just isn't fit to be attorney general. He's not fit to be a statewide candidate, and uh, you know, you know. There are a lot of problems with Keith Ellison. He should not be fit to be a congressman, but that's the fifth district for you here. So, so yeah, are people? Clearly, someone's getting the word about Keith Ellison because, first of all, I, I've not seen. Uh, it's it's rare that I see a state office race tied in the Minnesota poll ever. I mean, they always spot the Democrats mm-hmm. a few points here. So w- are you hearing out there on the campaign trail throughout Minnesota that people are, are starting to get the word, to get the picture about Keith Ellison? Oh, absolutely. People all over there are getting the picture. Uh, at the state fair, people coming up to me at my booth there uh, in droves uh, telling me that not only support me, but also that um, they really don't like Ellison. And uh, I had a lot of Democrats uh, telling me and have continued to be telling me after the state fair that they're just not going to be supporting uh, Keith Ellison because there, there's just too many problematic things about his past, not the least of which the uh, very strong, incredible, serious, and troubling uh, accusations of domestic abuse against him. Absolutely. And and I will just say up front, I'm a firm believer in innocence until proof of guilt uh, in, in domestic abuse as, as well as any other charges. Uh, and and I firmly believe that, uh, that, that people need to prove their allegations. However, the evidence that's out there and the extent to which people are trying to cover that evidence up and shovel it along and and the fact that most of the Democrat statewide ticket seems to be doing its best to scuttle away from Ellison as fast as they can indicates mm-hmm. that you and I are not the only people who are taking that evidence seriously, Doug Wardlow. That, that's exactly right. It's very strong and there's incredible evidence. You know, we've got documentary evidence, uh, doctor's reports, uh, where she reported Ms. Monaghan reported abuse to her doctor after the fact. Uh, her son uh, brought the allegations forward initially, and he witnessed the videotape that apparently exists uh, of some part of 
or an episode of physical abuse. Uh, so there, there is quite a bit of evidence, and there are, of course, two accusers. So um, there's enough evidence, I think, for the public to conclude that Keith Ellison is unfit to be Attorney General, and I'm looking forward to the people of Minnesota rendering their verdict against him at the ballot box in November. Absolutely, and and we're, we're we all have our fingers crossed for that. And of course, people need to go out and help make that happen. We'll talk about that That's just right. in a moment here. And I got to say this, uh, Doug Wardlow, you could leave out the domestic abuse allegations, and of course, we should not. And I know you will not. But I, for, as far as I'm concerned, you can leave those out. You can leave out. Uh, you can you can you can leave out the cop killer stuff. You can leave out Sarah Jane Olson. You can leave out all of that stuff. If it all came down to just two things, the fact that he is a raging anti-Semite who supports Hamas in its drive to extinguish Israel, and the fact that he has no plans whatsoever to step down as the head of the DNC. Those two alone should disqualify any serious consideration for this office as the state's chief law enforcement officer. Those two alone. You can leave out everything else. And those two alone are a switch off. Absolutely, uh, Doug Wardlow. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Absolutely. So you're out on the campaign trail. You're taking time off after a parade here right now. You're, you're on your way elsewhere. Uh, there's a lot of campaigning to do in the next uh, five, six weeks. You're Doug Wardlow. How can people find out more about your campaign and learn how they can help? Absolutely. So they can go to the website, which is DougWardlowAG.com, and they can sign up to volunteer. We need uh, door knockers. We need phone calling. Uh, people do phone calling. Uh, of course, fundraising is always a continual need right up through the end of end of the, the race here, and so uh, people can make contributions online as well. So DougWardlowAG.com, and get more information there and get involved in the campaign. DougWardlowAG.com. I will post that at ShotInTheDark.info shortly here as soon as I get a moment off the air. Doug, great job last night. Great job out there. All the best, and if we get to do this again before the uh, election night, let's do it, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Oh, yeah, we'll be right back. The fun is always just beginning here on the Narn. AM 1280, The Patriot. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. 
you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551. 800-607-3551. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. AM 1280, The Patriot. You can't touch this. Northern Alliance Radio Network. You can't touch this. AM 1280, The Patriot. Holy cow, I'm having nightclub flashbacks to when I was the Twin Cities' best bald white father of two rap DJ in the 20s. Was that really... 20 years ago in the Twin Cities, I should say. Holy cow. 20. No, not 20 years ago. 25, almost 30 years ago. Holy cow. That snuck up on me. No, it didn't. I feel every minute of it. But anyway, that's a, that's a part of my life I'll, I'll discuss with people under certain carefully controlled circumstances. Anyway, great to talk with Doug Wardlow. Great candidate. Great timing. I mean, we've had great candidates running for attorney general over and over. Jeff Johnson, uh, what, 14 years ago, 12 years ago, Jeff Johnson ran for attorney general, uh, unfortunately lost. Uh, Chris Darden uh, did a great job running for the office here. We've had a number of other excellent people running for the office. They didn't have the campaign organization. They didn't have the money. Uh, not that Doug is rolling in money, and he could certainly use a few bucks uh, if you happen to go out to uh, his website, which I'll be posting at Shot in the Dart, that info shortly here, uh, get out there and pony up a few bucks winning this. We need to win them all. Uh, and there's 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 a chance of all of this happening out there, folks. I mean, looking at the Minnesota poll this past week that came out uh, is a sign, I think, I think that things are looking better than I might have had reason to believe for quite some time here. Star Tribune uh, poll came out, and it showed uh, the, uh, the the governor's race is about, a, I believe, a four or five-point race, as I recall. Uh, the Minnesota Attorney General's race, as I pointed out, uh, is currently tied 41-41, uh, or actually 41-36, I mean, within the margin of error, pretty much. Uh, so, so, But with 14% undecided. And, and in my experience, and I've done probably more writing about this than anyone in the Twin Cities media or alternative media. But the Star Tribune Minnesota poll has a long history of not only spotting Democrats a few points, but spotting them more points in closer races. 
And I wrote about this extensively after the 2010 race, when after months and months of fairly close polling, the Minnesota poll came out with a poll that showed that Tom Emmer suddenly was trailing Mark, uh, Mark Dayton by nine points. And this came out two days, two, three days before the election. And maybe the numbers showed it. Maybe they didn't. I mean, the sampling that they used was deeply suspect at the time. But I pointed out, and I and I went through, historically speaking, I went through, I have an entire category on my blog, by the way, called The Great Poll Scam. Go back and read it. There's about 15, 20 articles in there in which I went back and dissected the history of the Minnesota poll over the course of its entire length of operation, going back to the late 1940s. By the way, they tended to give Republicans a little extra bump in the polls back in the 1950s. Now, was that because Minnesota was more Republican back then? Well, the Republican did better than they eventually ended up at the polls is what I'm saying. So, for example, if a, if a the Minnesota poll said that the Republican was going to win 56-44, or at least showed 56-44 in the poll, and the Republican won by 51 to 49, well, that's a six point six points that were in the Minnesota poll that that weren't there in the actual election. Now they tended to trend that way for the Republican up till about 1960. It kind of evened out. It was kind of just background statistical noise for the next twenty odd years, and then in the late 1980s, when a fellow named Rob Daves took over Daves D A V E S took over the Minnesota poll, 1987, it all changed. And suddenly, Democrats were out polling uh, in the Minnesota poll, the actual numbers at the polls, consistently every election, every election, every election. And I noticed this. The closer the election, the bigger the margin that the Minnesota poll showed the Democrats having come election time. And it was almost as if the Star Tribune's management wanted to fudge things in the favor of the Democrats to make Republicans think, oh, this is kind of hopeless. Maybe I will stay home. Maybe I'll vote third party since the Republican doesn't have a chance anyway. And you can call it a conspiracy theory if you want. I'll, I'll cop to it. I, I The only evidence I have is circumstantial. Oh, there's a lot of it. <laughs> there's a lot of it. But there is something called the bandwagon effect. And it was documented back in the 1990s by a fellow named uh, Dr. Abramian, who's a statistician. I believe he's a statistician statistician or political scientist, but I believe he was in statistics. And the reason I believe he was in statistics is because it was an entire treatise about the way uh, psychology interacts with statistics. And what happens, and he found this out in surveying people who were inclined to vote for Steve Forbes Back in 2004, that was right, 2000, uh, 2000, back in 2000, that's when the study took place, 2000, 18 years ago. And Abramian found out that people who had been told that Steve Forbes didn't have a chance had a much, much, much higher chance of sitting out the election than people who didn't get a steady diet of, it's hopeless for Forbes. By the way, I supported Steve Forbes in 2000 against George W. Bush. Much as I liked W in so many ways, I was right. Anyway, the the bandwagon effect is a real thing, and people in politics know this, which is why putting out propaganda that says your opponent hasn't having a chance any against us, creating the illusion of inevitability, is an important part of trying to spike the ball before the ball needs to be spiked in an election. 
to try and get your opponents to stay home. It happens. It happens constantly. And I, I and, and by the way, Rob Daves left the Star Tribune Minnesota poll some time ago. I think probably back around 2012, 2013, I believe. And the Minnesota poll was taken over by pollsters with, let's just say, better records of, 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 of statistical methods, let's just say. Less suspect methodology. Better records of actually delivering results that tracked somewhat close to the way reality actually turned out to be. And yet, every year, the Minnesota poll ends up being higher, especially in close races, than the actual margin of Democrat victory seems to be every time. And so when you see numbers like Keith Ellison leading Doug Wardlow by five points, which is where it's showing right now, 4136 in the latest Minnesota poll. And by the way, the Survey USA poll from K, uh, Channel 5 uh, is closer, 4141. Uh, with a similar uh, number of undecideds out there. So this race is very, very winnable for Doug Wardlow. And and when it shows uh, Tina Smith, the butcher, out ahead of Karen Housley by seven points, there's still lots of undecideds out there, folks, and Karen Housley still has a great shot at winning this thing. And when it shows Jeff Johnson trailing uh, Tim Waltz, the flip-flopper, flipper, by, I think it was a six, seven points, Call it three or four, get out there, donate a few bucks, and think, man, it is time for a change in this state. It's time to, for all the differences you may have with one Republican or another to remember that if the Democrats take the House and the state offices in this state, if you think taxes are bad now, yeah, they're going to get worse. Count on it. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. The fun is precisely half over. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Join Center of the American Experiment at the 2018 Fall Briefing, featuring one of the nation's most distinguished defenders of individual rights, Alan Dershowitz. Dershowitz will share thoughtful analysis of freedom of speech in an era of increasingly divisive and hostile political rhetoric. The Fall Briefing will be held October 1st at 7 p.m. at the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts in St. Paul. For more information or to purchase tickets, visit AmericanExperiment.org. That's AmericanExperiment.org. Who's who in the midterms? What do they stand for? And how will it affect my family? Will they cut taxes, fix health care? If you have a stress headache from all the noise of the midterms, consider the Battleground Talkers Tour your remedy. Remedy. Get the facts from Larry Elder, Dennis Prager, and Michael Medved. October 25th at the Radisson Blue Mall of America. VIP tickets are sold out, but preferred seating and general admission are available at am1280thepatriot.com. 
I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless, and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.com. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. AM 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis fueled by three-star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.